Hi, I'm Julius with Jonas, and this is Discussions. This week, we are going to talk about flowers. So we briefly touched on that subject and how Jonas was the only one that actually, or the only florist that actually asked me to smell um, a flower. But what I would like to know is, Jonas, how did you transition from fashion to becoming a florist? Um, I remember really clearly it was in, um, in Berlin and all of a sudden it just came into my mind like I'm going to open a, a plant shop, only plants. But this was like before the hype um, and I quickly realized that I was going to have to um, add like cutting flowers to the, to the range as well. Then really briefly after it, I knew the name, I knew the area I wanted to locate it in Antwerp, um, I knew the materials I wanted to use, and this was all in the period of like 30 minutes. I so it just came to you like yeah, that? Yeah, I still don't know how it happened or why precisely at that moment, but in, in hindsight I know it's just a distillation of all kinds of different impressions and inspirations from yeah from maybe 10-15 years before because already then for me it was really important that I could play my own music like all day long and I wanted to combine it with artworks on the walls and then instead of forgetting about an idea I came home and I started writing my business plan and I checked where I could follow like the like a florist course and as it happened it started two weeks after and I just went to HR. Uh, I was working at on the Mullermeister at that time. And I explained to him, like, listen, I have so many overtime, like really practical. And I told him, now I'm going to do every Monday, I'm going to take the day off and I will do this course. And I said, I told them like, okay, so this is it's going to start in September. And by end of March next year, I want to open my own shop and I will resign and then that's how it that's how I did it so that's how it happened that's quite brilliant yeah. were you nervous or were you scared at all not at all it's just um, not even by the fact or maybe because of that that I had no experience <laughs> in what it, what, a sh what a keeping a shop was but I knew really really well what I wanted to do style wise um, and I just went for it and it's it's how I've been working always even as a student instead of looking for inspiration or stuff that's going to give me ideas of what to do, I always work in the, in the other way around. I know where, I'm, where I want to go and then I just look for the, the right elements to get there. And this is also how I did the, the shop. So would you say it was a trip to Berlin? Was it a particular flower that made you decide? What was the decision? We, no, we were just like walking. Like, yeah, it almost came unconsciously. I, I, I said like, oh, okay, I'm going to open a plant shop. That's going to be my next project. And it, there was not, nothing more to it. So uh. <laughs> I find that to be quite intriguing. Um, because for me, when it comes to plants, I always kill a plant. There's not one in any place that I live. Mm -hmm. It's really quite strange because I come from a family that we actually had a green room. Um, where it was literally like, and we called it the green room, the plant room, and it was in what was known as the den. Right. And I don't know if it was my, I think it was a combination of my mother and my father that had the green thumb. And it in this green room slash den, 
I found it to be quite tranquil. I can appreciate plants, but when it comes to me trying to water and keep a plant, forget it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm good with flowers because you know that eventually you're going to have to replace the flowers. Right. But when it comes to a plant, I'd rather, you know, the last plant that I had, I had to give it to a friend. Um, and she took care of it and it's much better in her place. But what, what for me was important is, and still to this day is that I want to... Um, I wouldn't use the word inspire, but I want to motivate people to, to keep plants because it really does you well. Um, and I find it really important to, to show, I mean, also in the shop, there will be plants with like black or brown, um, um, how do you say, leaves. Yes. It's just normal. That's how nature is. Okay. And you don't have to be an expert or you don't have to start panicking whenever that happens. It's just the cycle of the leaf the cycle of the plant and I find that really important to give that information to my customers as well oh they God. shouldn't be afraid of that I am afraid it's... of that I feel like <laughs> you know when Charlie Brown had that Christmas tree and he hung up one ornament and he's like I killed it that's how I feel when I'm watering a plant if I see like one brown leaf I'm like oh my god I've killed it no not at all not, it's not very it, it, it's something that I can never get my head around and I love plants and I think they're so gorgeous and like you um with my mother and my father. As I said, I appreciate <laughs> looking at plants and I think they're really great, but um, yeah. the, going back to you making me smell a flower made me um, look at a flower. It's true that you can always get the joke about people saying, come and smell the roses, but this one actually blew me away. <laughs> can you yeah. tell me a lot about that or anything about that? Yeah, it's, it's a garden rose. Um, there's a couple of growers in Europe that grow it and and it's true that it's just it's it's almost pure soap or pure perfume and there's many more um, but and but basically the whole the whole range they're all garden flowers so people with a garden and with rose gardens they will know um, that roses still do smell there's there's still a lot of growers who take pride in growing like a really really beautiful flower even if it would only last in the vase like for three four five really depending on the weather uh, days but the feeling of luxury it gives you and I think it's a beautiful thing also for this flower it's just effortless and it's just there for you it's actually quite beautiful because when I smell it you said that it smells like um it almost reminds me of a, a, a sorbet. I don't know how to describe it, but right. it's, it's, it's such a beautiful smell. And to watch it transition from when you first have it in the vase to what it looks like towards its end, it's quite incredible. And mm-hmm. what's really funny, even though it's towards its end, it still smells. Yes, true. And you could just leave one window open and just one simple, one simple rose, this garden rose. If you leave the window open and if you walk past, you do get... A whiff, like mm-hmm. the smell is, it's quite, it's quite something. Um, it's been a while since I've had like flowers um, in my apartment or in a place where I live. As I said, I'm not the best with plants, but I have a newfound appreciation for it thanks to you because it's opened up a variety of like whether it's the smell, whether it's the color, whether it's the presentation. Mm-hmm. And talking about one flower that I could not understand for the life of me and it was this purple flower that you actually put in a bouquet for me um one that 
um, I took a picture of it and I was like, I think this flower is sleeping. You thought it was dead. And right. then the following day, I remembered it. And the following day, <laughs> it was wide awake again. Yes. And it kept, and it was one of those things where I was like, is it nocturnal? Is it daytime? I couldn't quite, I mean, what was that flower again? Yeah, it's a clematis. Okay, this yes. one was, it, to me, it was like a trickster. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. It would be like eight o'clock at night and it would be fully awake. Mm-hmm. And then if it was nine o'clock in the morning, it would be fully asleep. And I was like, okay, this is very strange. I don't know <laughs> if this is a nocturnal flower. What's going on with this flower? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, these things, the same with plants, they, they do communicate. They just do it in a slower pace than cutting flowers, for example. But in the end, they require very little care. It's just give them clean water, cut them again at an angle, and they will give you all their beauty. Which, I have to admit, the garden rose has given tremendous beauty. But here's something that I didn't think of. If you have flowers and they're cut, does it make sense to talk to the flowers? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. I would say, I mean, it doesn't do any harm. So, uh, oh, so I can actually talk to the flower and maybe it'll flourish even more. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Or maybe it'll give me a longer <laughs> span than just a week. <laughs> yeah, 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 who knows? Depending on the flower, yeah, why not? Do you sure. have a favorite flower now? It's really seasonal. Like, for sure. The thing is that in the beginning, and maybe that was also my lack of experience or my, my prejudice, I also, I never really liked fl- uh, roses because I had all this really cliche that it's like, it's old and it's out of fashion and, and whatever. But then it's just by getting into contact uh, with the growers and the suppliers and just doing my own research. And then I found precisely these perfumed flowers, which made me um, have a, a completely new admiration for them. It, it works I mean, you have visually, structurally, you have the color, but then adding the, the, the scent is another sensory layer it adds. And it's in the end, that's, that's what it is. It's just, it works on your senses in the most positive way, I would say. I would agree because when I actually wake up and I see like that I have flowers, um, it puts me in a different mood. Yeah. Um, to look at them puts me in a different mood. Um, just when I, just when I think that I've seen the best of it, um, sometimes the flowers are so gorgeous that I end up taking pictures to send to you because mm-hmm. I can't get enough to the point where you get annoyed. Like, okay, no more sending up pictures. <laughs> but it's like it, they're so beautiful that when you see a flower and you see it flourishing and becoming even more beautiful, sometimes I even send it to friends, and they're just like, oh my god, that's gorgeous. Um, where did you get that? And then when I tell them all about, you know, all it took was like Jonas telling me to smell this one flower and then also leaving it up to him to come up with like these different creations of bouquets. And and that actually is something that I wanted to touch base on as well. How do you come up with a bouquet? I know that people have a specific way that you, you know, they say, well, I want this, that and the other. But if you, I've, I've watched you make a bouquet and the way that you do it, it's like, it's, there's, it's effortless. I've always said to myself, if I uh, stop thinking about what I'm doing, then I've gone too far. Then, then I really need to, to take a break or to get re-inspired. I know technically how to, 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 put, to put together the stems and, and the bouquet, 
but then basically I would compare it with a with a painter. Um, I don't want to sound pretentious about it, but that's how it is. Or maybe creating a dish or a garment as well. It's just a matter of, of knowing when to stop as well. And it's just texture, color, balance. Sometimes something completely out of balance, mm -hmm. asymmetric, mm -hmm. is exactly what makes it beautiful. In fashion as well, I've always preferred asymmetric garments to, to the perfect symmetry. I, I prefer to mix a lot of things, like a lot of textures, leaves, uh, branches, and that's just how, how I do it. Instead of putting an, an ingredient, I would use some spice. I prefer to have it elegantly and refined. And I've yeah. noticed from the first bouquet that you actually created for me that I left it up to you, and it was gorgeous and it worked really well. And then in hindsight, what I've realized is that when you create bouquets for me, it's better if it's in like a townhouse or a country house. Whereas the space that I live in, um, it's always more about a singular flower mm -hmm. because there's something artistic and there's something um, poetic Yep. about that singular flower True. and because i have like a few vases i'm able to tell a story throughout my um living space and it doesn't disrupt it it only enhances it which is what i love True. and yep. it doesn't matter the flower no but it you have those where you can have something where you see like bouquets like in the movie the age of innocence mm -hmm. where it's just as you said like it's just different types of flowers but then there are certain spaces that require um, that singular flower. True, yeah. On a table, it will work perfectly. Like in a, in a dining uh, setting. I've been watching this show now, and maybe it's because of me, but I only see the flowers almost. And, but it, doesn't, it just lifts it up entirely, because mm -hmm. that too works on the senses. And... If there's anything I would like to tell people is that maybe just skip the coffee for once or skip the ice cream, but take home like two, three flowers and you will see at home what it does to you. But you have to experience it. It's not about getting like a big bouquet in a huge vase. It's not about that. It's just like you said, one, two, maybe three flowers in a little glass even it will do something to you. And that's if there's anything I would like to say to my customers or, or listeners, I mean, spend the three euros, spend it on a, on a gorgeous peony or a rose or a dahlia instead of on a coffee. It's gonna last much longer too. Mm -hmm.